I am here. I'm Samuel Siddiqui, and I'm the mayor of Cambridge. And I'm Alana Mallon, vice mayor, and this is our mostly bi-weekly podcast, Women Are Here. Hello. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. It's beautiful outside for like the 117th day in a row. Yeah, where's the rain? So my tears meld in. (laughs) You have no, like I just looked at the forecast for the next week. No luck for you, sister. Well, yeah, it's been... um... It's been an interesting month so far. Mm-hmm. Um, what have you watched? Anything good? Actually, yes. I have to say that I've been waiting for this um, series to come out on Hulu called Dope Sick. It's about the opioid the epidemic, the beginning of the opioid epidemic and the Sackler family and um, these small rural um, doctors in like Appalachia and Pennsylvania um, and how the Sacklers just really preyed on these sort of small town doctors that um, were in mill towns and farming towns and, Uh, and using for the first time Oxycontin to um, cure pain. And it is, I mean, it is like, it's so disturbing. I might have to wait. Um, I watched the first couple of episodes. It's, it's so gross. And the Sacklers should go to jail and who's in it. um, Michael Keaton is the only person that I I think is famous that's in it. It's possible that there are other people I just don't recognize them, but he plays like one of the first small town doctors who starts prescribing to his patients, but then they kind of flip back and forth between the beginning of the opioid epidemic. Um, It's kind of his story and then the Sackler story. And then there's this DEA agent who's kind of on to everybody at the beginning. And, um, you know, it's, it's kind of depressing because Rosario Dawson is also in it. She's great. She plays the DEA agent. But like, if people had listened to her, you know, early on, so much of this could have gotten headed off at the past. But like, the Sacklers just started this whole machine with the FDA and with they. You know, I don't want to give it away, and I don't want to make people really angry. But um, it's it's very well done, and they do it. Um, you know, the way that they flip back and forth is is very effective because you kind of you get to see this timeline kind of. Yeah. life and it's it's awful it's really awful I have not seen it yet but I'll put it on my list it's like I said it's it's really good and I think it's a must watch for people um I just don't know if two and a half weeks before an election is probably the best time for me to be watching something that is just like getting me really angry yeah yeah I uh I've finished uh Shameless which has been on for like 11 seasons you love an and- 11 season show yeah, I, was, I mean, I didn't watch all 11 years. It was kind of a maybe last five years thing, but I loved it and I've hated it. And yeah, it was, it ended. So I don't like when things come to an end. <laughs> you know that. Still more than like friend, friends ending, you know? I know. 2004. I'll never forget that. You know? RIP, friends. <laughs> um, so that was good. I'm excited about Insecure coming back. Oh, so, I know. I saw the trailer and it looked so good. Um, I've missed those ladies. Yeah. And we're also have to, gonna say goodbye there because it's the it final season, right? Right. Um, and then finally, like after doors on like Tuesday, um, my friend was like, oh, let's go see um, Shang-Chi in The Legend of the Ten Rings. <laughs> the Marvel movie? Yeah, the Marvel movie. We went at like the 9 p.m. show at Apple Cinemas. You love the Apple cinemas. I, you know, we, 
I, I enjoyed it. I love Marvel. I really liked the movie. Um, it was just great to have a mostly all Asian cast. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, that's such a first for Marvel and most so many movies. Also directed by, um, you know, someone <clears throat> who's Asian as well. So it was great. It was it was good. It was nice action movie to just get you out of the misery that is our lives right now. You know. <laughs> The people were in the slog of the campaign. So we're a little, yes, it's nice to have a distraction. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we've, we've been busy and luckily um, in Cambridge, there's been a declining rate of new infections among residents. So this past week, which ended October 9th, marked the first time since mid July that Cambridge dropped from CDC's higher substantial transmission categories into the moderate transmission categories. So that's a that's a really good um, a good a good thing, and also on test positivity, uh, the rate is zero point two percent out of over um, eighty three thousand tests of Cambridge residents. So Cambridge also had the second highest rate of testing in the Commonwealth for this two week period, and as we've mentioned, Cambridge has usually had the highest rate um, the last many several months. So some good news there. And so I hope um, we can keep that up. I hope so too. I wonder who, I wonder who beat us. Yeah. Anyway, I'm not sure who did. but they <laughs> don't matter. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're still winning. Um, well, as we mentioned, elections are coming up in the next couple of weeks. Um, but this year, because of COVID and because of some legislation uh, that we have been trying to pass for a long time, um, there's going to be a couple of different ways that you can vote. First is you can vote by mail. Um, 10,000 residents were requested mail-in ballots from the election commission. And you can either mail those back or you can put them into drop boxes uh, at the following location. One back behind City Hall, one in front of the Moore School on Granite Street, one at the Cambridge Police Headquarters on 6th Street, one at the Baldwin School near the Oxford Street entrance, one at the O'Neill Library um, across from, uh, it's on 70 Ridge Ave next to the Peabody School, and then the Coffin Building uh, at 51 Inman Street. So you can drop it off your ballots up until the day of the election, Uh, but definitely get those ballots in early, especially if you're gonna mail them. Um, So that's one way to vote. Then the other way is you can do early in-person voting, which starts next Saturday at the following locations, the Cambridge Water Department, uh, at Fresh Pond Parkway, Main Library at 449 Broadway, and the Valente Library at 826 Cambridge Street. Um, There's a side entrance on Berkshire Street. So that's the new uh, library next to the King Open School. Those hours vary by day, and there's no locations that are open Sunday, October 24th. But you can check the cambridgema.gov slash election commission for more details um, about those options. Of course, obviously everyone can vote on election day in person on November 2nd, but watch out for a postcard that's coming. We had to move a lot of precincts like we did with the the presidential election last year um, because we can't have them in some of our school locations or smaller locations due to um, size or what is that called? Social distancing requirements. So (laughs) definitely look out for a a postcard if you're going to vote on November 2nd. And one question I got was, okay, I received my ballot um, and, but now I've changed my mind and I want to go in person or early vote. As long as you've put nothing in the mail and um, you've, you know, not voted, you can vote in person. Uh, And so, but if you've sent it in the mail, 
If you've dropped it off, you basically sent your vote. And so you can receive the ballot and then decide, I don't want to, you actually want to just vote in person. So I wanted to clarify that for folks. Um, I've gotten a few of those. Yeah, I got a lot of people who like got excited about um, mailing in their ballot, but now there's so many, there's like the ballot questions and there's just so many options. They're, they're actually going to do it in person. And I've been telling people in person, you'll get a sticker this year. Oh, that's right. People really missed that um, (laughs) the last, you know, few years. And this sticker, as we've mentioned, um, my office worked with the election commission and uh, Cambridge, Ranger Latin and others. And um, we redesigned the sticker and it's, I voted in seven languages. So I'm going to be voting in person so I can get that. Are you Uh, voting in person early or are you voting in person on election day? I'm going to vote like what I did the last few, you know, whatever years is I get it real early. I like to go to my polling location at the Moore school and I'm going to go there just because of, I'm one of those people. I'm like, I don't want to change anything. You know, (laughs) (laughs) I, you know, I'm one of those like, you know, type of people like, like, you know, believes in all those things. So I was like, I'm not going to change anything. Yeah. But my mom wants to early vote. So and my dad does too. So even though I was like, well, you know, I tried to talk about it. Then, but I like, know we'll early vote so that like we can help you on election day. So. Oh, well, so that's nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm approving of that. What are you going to do? You know, so my family always goes together on election day. I mean, because you know, like, that's like the only thing you could do in the municipal elections. We always early vote in the state and federal. Um, but I'm thinking I'm just going to go early because then I'll just get it out of the way. I'm always afraid I'm going to forget to vote myself. Yeah. Like it just like, I have nightmares about it. Um, so I think I'm going to go early and just like get it out of the way. I know how I'm voting obviously. Um, but yeah, I think it's going to be weird not to go on election day. It's okay though. Change is okay. Yeah. Yeah. Change is good. Uh, speaking of change, there are ballot questions that we keep, hearing uh, people have a lot of questions about these ballot questions. So this year you'll have three pieces of paper um, when you go vote, uh, however way you do it. You have the city council, you have the school committee, and then there's the ballot questions, and there's three. So the first question is committee appointments. Uh, The ballot language says, should amendments to the city's PANI charter, section 105 of chapter 43, be made providing for the city council to confirm appointments of the city manager to the city's boards and commissions? Uh, which confirmation is not is not currently uh, required. So right now, what this means is right now, counselors, um, you know, with appointments to city boards and commissions, we really believe these are really important uh, appointments. And the city manager who's hired by us is tasked with appointing people to these boards and commissions. And there's usually, you know, there's no input required uh, from the counselors. So I think we have a commitment uh, as call as counselors to really have some fresh, diverse faces on these boards, and we would like um, a say. Uh, the many of these boards have had the same people for years, um, and uh, you know, as far as diversity, they're mostly white. And so, I think you know, here counselors as counselors, we could approve or reject an appointee with a, a majority of vote, um, and this would affect important boards, such as the planning board, um, who decides what's built in Cambridge, the Board of Zoning Appeals, the Historic Commission, and the Human Rights Commission. And also, even our board's commission when it comes to, you know, 
people who, a lot of people who own homes, right? Um, we need just, we, it's a part of also a larger effort that council's pushed for, for just, we're exploring, you know, can we pay people to be on boards of commissions? Can mm-hmm. we, you know, just make it easier to participate? And I think this goes along with that. Um, the second question uh, is a city manager review. Should amendments to the city's planning charter be made providing for the city council to establish a process for an annual review of the city manager's um, performance? And so right now, basically, uh, the city council, we're tasked with just hiring the city managers, and we want to establish a process where we can review uh, his or her performance every year. There hasn't been a really a review done in years, um, and we're not required um, in the charter to conduct one. So I think having an annual process moving forward um, would allow uh, for, for that public intru- input into how the city manager is is doing. And so, um, you know, that's, that's the second one. The third one is charter review. Should amendments to the city's planning charter be made providing for the city council to establish a process for review every 10 years to be made of the city's city city's planning charter by an appointed committee of voters per city council ordinance. And so what this really means is Cambridge has gone 81 years without formally changing its, changing its charter. Um, and I, you know, I think we all think it's time uh, to change that. So we wanna set up a process uh, where the charter is reviewed by a council appointed group of Cambridge voters uh, every decade beginning in 2022. And any of these changes would need to be approved by a majority of uh, voters. And I think maybe could lead to a lot of um, you know other future changes. And so the charter review question is really a stepping stone into potentially few uh, future reforms. So I worked pretty closely with Councillor Nolan and working on the charter reform issues this term, our office funded um, UMass Collins Center uh, to do these two memoranda that then eventually led to us as a council, um, and you're involved in this as as well, to um, have these ballot questions. So that's my synopsis. Um, if you want to read more, there is an article on the Cambridge Chronicle that um, reviews and goes through this as well. Um, you know, for me, it just feels like we are the we're the only um, city in the Commonwealth with a planning charter that's never been touched. And, you know, it's just good governance to have a formal review at every 10 years. And other municipalities do it. I've been getting questions about, well, do other municipalities do this? Certainly, yes. And that's what we're that's why we engaged the Collins Institute is because we wanted to find out best practices from other municipalities, how they deal with reviewing their charter. I think another thing people have been confused about is, does this give the city council carte blanche to just change whatever they want in the charter to, you know, like maybe for our own benefit? And I think it's important to know that um, it would be an appointed committee of, of voters on this charter commission that would be reviewing it. Um, so no, the answer is no, uh, we would not be giving ourselves a blank check um, for charter reform. So this is really up to the voters. Um, and you know, I think we tried to make it as easy as possible at where the city council has, has said that we are, um, we would like to see all three of these as yeses. I certainly have, um, I'm a yes on all three of these. I think that's just good governance and, and we should move forward with it. 
Um, so if anybody has any questions, you can always tweet at us or, or send us a note or an email. We're happy to, happy to respond. So we do have a, a meeting on Monday night and there are some items that are of note. Um, one of them uh, is something that you and I worked on together. Um, Building Pathways is a program that we brought here uh, in 2019. It's a six week pre-apprenticeship program that introduces our Cambridge residents to all the different trades um, that are available to them, building trades. They get to see the iron workers, they get to see the steel workers, carpentry. Um, and at the end of that six week program, um, they are then given opportunities to choose an apprenticeship program in one of the trades. This is a great opportunity for our Cambridge residents this has always been um, a program that has existed in Boston and Dorchester, but our kids and our young adults were just not accessing the program when it was in Dorchester. And so we, we partnered with the MIT Job Connector to bring a program here for our kids. They had the first one in 2019. And then um, because of COVID, uh, unfortunately, there was not a program in 2020 or 2021. And there is the next class is in February of 2022. The Building Pathways team has advised that they would like to move the program back to Dorchester and um, we are going on record on Monday night um, ho and hoping that our, our city council colleagues will join us in this effort to say our, our residents just don't go to Boston um, and we need it's incredibly incredibly critical to keep this program here um, in Cambridge for the February 2022 program and keep that partnership there. We have, um, I've been working with the MIT Job Connector and other relevant stakeholders to create a new program called the Introduction to Boss Building and Construction Trades, which is a paid six week program that will be before uh, Building Pathways that will also provide residents just an introduction to the construction and building trades and then will allow for them to have access to soft skills um, like resume building and applications and um, introduce them to different building uh, managers in, in Cambridge and allow for them to have access to these great jobs that exist here in Cambridge. We have, as everybody knows, as we've got tons of construction jobs here and our residents just aren't accessing them. Um, and we, we need, these are great jobs, right? They have benefits, they have pensions, um, and it's just really imperative that we are providing alternative pathways for many of our residents to, to get into the building and construction trades. So this policy order on Monday night is part of a larger effort um, to beef up our workforce development, particularly around the building and, and construction trades. So I'm excited about that. Yeah, we'll have a busy meeting. There's a lot of other things that are on the agenda. Um, I have a policy order in around uh, Leslie University, they've, they have a capital plan um, and they'll be selling a number of properties. And I think it's a really good idea for the city to definitely engage with them and see if we can purchase them for our own use, um, particularly even afford especially affordable housing in that area. Um, so that's on. I also have one with you around formalizing a, more of a process when we are um, receiving any um, refugees. Uh, right now, it's there really is no built-in process, and there's a different agencies. There are agencies who actually work on this, and International Institute and Lowell is one of them. And um, but how can as a city do everything to partner with these outside organizations uh, and have a have a process in place? 
then what else? It was, it's a busy Monday. Um, there's another policy order that I've sponsored, which is around our mes- American Rescue Plan money. To date, we haven't um, used any of it. We will be using some of it um, around some municipal broadband issues, but it is 60, almost $65 million that we have until 2024, the end of 2024 to use. And I think it's really important the public uh, is involved. And you and I have talked about this um, a ton as well. We want to get our nonprofits involved. We want to get everyone really at the table around uh, how to allocate um, some of this money. And there's a lot of good ways other cities um, are already doing a public processes and so forth. So I look forward to having that discussion and working on solidifying a, a process. Uh, and then this is a fun one that I think I've been working on for a while now. And, you know, we, we're getting close, but there's still some bottlenecks to it. And that's uh, finding a space for cricket uh, in our community. You know, we have, it's amazing. We have soccer fields, we have, volleyball we have basketball we have a lot of you know the sports that exist and cricket is actually really growing in popularity and many residents especially in north cambridge they have made do with some of the fields um but it's becoming more difficult to actually play because so many people want to play that a lot of the community has had to go to acton and other places that have space for cricket and other towns are you know have dedicated space and so I'd love for Cambridge to also have that because cricket actually, not just for the South Asian community, there's a lot of other members who are interested in playing kick cricket. I've tried. I'm awful. <laughs> I would like to see that. I, I, I've seen you throw out a pitch. You're not terrible. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I was a theater kid, so <laughs> no comment. Um, <laughs> I did tennis. I did JV tennis. Thank you everyone I, would and like that to, I can't too. wait to see pictures of that because that is and so batman club did you ever do batman club <laughs> i don't know if it's at the high school still but batman mm. anyway i was so good at that um so that was a fun one we put in uh that i meant to do sooner but you know when you're doing the work <laughs> uh <laughs> you know I, I just uh just forgot about it but it's something that i hope that we can see in the future well, so I look forward to supporting that. Um, some other items that are on the agenda on Monday night are two citizens petitions that directly affect the affordable housing overlay. Um, one of them that is requiring parking for affordable housing projects and the other one um, which is requiring a different setback limitation. Both of these seem to be in direct response to the project that was proposed at 2072 Mass Ave and, but also one that is being proposed by Wynn a uh, hundred units at Walden Square. It is interesting to see these on the agenda at this time, um, you know, weeks before the election. I, it's frustrating to see something that we carefully crafted um, that now have, you know, 350 units in the pipeline of affordable housing, desperately needed affordable housing with our partners be threatened um, just by two simple pieces of paper on the agenda on Monday night. And I think, you know, it's really important if you care about affordable housing, you care about housing affordability, you care about um, making sure that we are creating safe and affordable housing for our residents. um, I urge you to show up on Monday night and um, tell us how you feel 
about this. Unfortunately, with any petition, any zoning petition, the only thing that we can do is forward it on to the planning board and the ordinance committees. We cannot uh, reject them at this time. So we will be Monday night um, accepting them and moving them on to the ordinance committee and to the planning board. But I think it's really important for people to understand what's at stake, especially in this upcoming election. So. Yeah, I was just gonna say that we, by law have to, you know, it has to be heard. So the, the vote will be to just pass it to the ordinance, but no, I wholeheartedly agree. Um, and I'm sure we'll have lots to say at, at the meeting on Monday too. And I think that's kind of a big kind of general overview of what you'll see on Monday, but we'll be there. <laughs> we'll be there. I'm, I'm going in person and it's so much nicer than being in my bedroom. <laughs> like, yeah, it's nice having everyone in there, you know? It's just, it feels like my work is happening at my work and my sleeping is happening in my bedroom. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. So we've got so, some, we've got some events coming up this weekend. Yeah. We do. We do tomorrow. Um, you'll, you'll be there tomorrow too. At the community fair. No. Yeah. It's at Peabody? Yeah. It's, it's at Peabody outside starting at 10, goes until 12. There'll be snacks. There's be, there'll be swag. There'll be backpacks. There'll be a lot of things for the community. Also, we'll have a table from the East Cambridge um, Savings Bank around the kindergarten accounts. Oh, how fun. Yeah, I'll definitely be there. I'm always at the table helping out the spot. So stop by and say hi. Um, another event that's happening that uh, tomorrow is the Danahee Park Family Fun Day is back on, finally. It's been a couple of years. It's tomorrow from 11 to 3 p.m. at Danahee Park. There'll be food, there'll be rides, there'll be kite flying. It's always just a beautiful day, and it looks like um, the weather is going to be absolutely gorgeous. So definitely bring your family out. It's so nice to be out and see people again. So um, definitely, definitely stop by. I'll I will be there. I'll be, I have, a, I will be wearing a shirt with my name on it. So definitely say hi if you see me. I'll have a mask with my name on it. <laughs> so you will see me. Um, so come say hi. I think masks are required, right? Tomorrow? I, I'm not sure, but um, I will bring one just in case. So another fun thing that's happening this weekend is Pink Sunday, which is a girls flag, girls and women's flag football is happening at Russell Field. It is the playoffs. Uh, at 1 p.m. is the girls' playoff and 2 p.m. is the women's playoff. I've actually been heading up to, um, to Danahee Park to see a, a few of these games and cheer our girls on. It's really amazing to see these, um, these young women getting together, playing flag football. Um, you know, I went last Sunday and there's like a DJ and there's like a ton of people just hanging out. There's a, you know, barbecue cooking like it's just a really nice fun family event and these girls are really great and so they could use some cheering on I think you're going to join me as well on Sunday so mm -hmm. that'll be really fun yes definitely and I'm sorry I meant the guidance for Danahee Park family days and advising that all unvaccinated residents wear vaccine wear uh, coverings outdoors when they can't socially distance but there's going to be lot of there's gonna be rides there's gonna be a children's stage it's it'll be fun and the weather's looking good so that's um happening and speaking of 
vaccines and so forth. This Cambridge Public Health Department is offering free flu and COVID-19 shots at um, clinics uh, today, tomorrow, and then the 22nd and 23rd at sites across the city. The flu vaccine will be offered to adults and children ages six months and older, and the Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine, first and second doses, as well as third doses, are going to be available for eligible residents 12 and older. Uh, and so definitely reach out for questions. I was just there this morning at the senior center. Um, I wanted to get a flu shot, but like I have this adjustment. Uh, uh, <laughs> literally can't like, it's tight. And I was like, I can't pull it down. You know, I didn't want to do that. So I was like, I'll be back when I'm in a t-shirt, you know? Oh my um, God, that is so funny. I got, I got Johnson and Johnson, so I can't get a booster yet. Um, but a lot of residents we've talked to, they, if they, you got it in March, it's really, it's like a six month. It has to be a, um, a six month since you've last gotten your second dose. And so I'm going to take my mom and dad to the ones next weekend. Um, but definitely just, you could show up. You don't need an appointment to these vaccine clinics. And so I did see, um, a lot of people there getting their, their flu, flu shots and, um, and it seemed to be going well. It's always great to see the Cambridge Health Department and fire. They've done such an amazing job. Like shout out, kudos, all the things. Thanks to them. Yeah. Um, I do. I need to get a flu shot. I'm, I'm so late this year. I usually am like right in that first wave, like in before even school starts, but, um, I have been very busy and tardy, but I will definitely go. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. Yeah. Definitely people go reach out if you have any questions, but, um, the, the one today, uh, is until I think, um, it's from nine to three. So all right. Well, there, the other thing that is happening over the next week is there are a lot of city council and school committee candidate forums. Um, I have a list of the city council candidate forums. We had one last night at the Cambridge Neighborhood Association. If you missed it, you can watch the recording if you go to cambridgeport.org and look under events. Uh, the Mass Senior Action Forum was this morning, and we can post a link when that recording is live. Uh, this Sunday, the Ward 6 Candidates Forum is from 3.30 uh, p.m. to 5.30 p.m. There's a Create the Arts event uh, forum on Tuesday night that's specifically focused around the arts from 5 to 6.30 p.m. Um, Mid-Cambridge Neighborhood Association is on Wednesday from 6.30 to 8 p.m. And the Porter Square Neighborhood Association is from 7 to 9 on Thursday. So you don't have to live in one of these neighborhoods to attend their event if you, you know, if you live in Mid-Cambridge and you can only go to the Porter Square, it's okay, but definitely if you're interested in, in checking out all of the candidates, that, that's the schedule. There's ample opportunity to get to see all of us uh, next week. Um, Sambal and I will probably be knocking on your door if we haven't already. <laughs> so keep an, eye, keep an eye out for us in your neighborhood or on your front porch. Um, I, I have to say shout out to the residents of Cambridge who have been and always are very gracious when their doorbell gets rung three or four times a night by all of the candidates that are traipsing around. You know, there's 19 <laughs> city council candidates and I think there are nine school committee candidates. So it can feel like a lot. So shout out to the Cambridge residents uh, for putting up with all of us. And um, yeah, I think that's, that's gonna be my whole weekend. Oh yeah, 
and Friday night, Friday night. Friday night is my favorite night to canvas. I have to admit. Yeah. I'm like, Hey, I'm happy to be Friday night with you. Uh, Thank you to, to everyone and not slamming doors and it's, yeah, it's been a challenging time to, to do all of this, especially after the, the, this last few years. Is it a few years, two years, three? I don't know. I think it's 20 months. 20, yeah, 20 months. I think it's 20 exact months. Yep. I can see through the pictures how I changed. Oh my gosh. I know. I was looking through pictures for something and I was like, did my face used to look like that? Honestly, I can't look at photos. Like, who is that fresh faced young lady? <laughs> Who is that person and who is this person in pictures? I'm just like, I don't want to be in pictures anymore because it's like, it's like, you know, I have 40 pounds to lose now. <laughs> COVID was a, it was hard for everyone. <laughs> it was hard for everyone. Yeah, um, I gotta get back on my Peloton, so. Someday, you know, we've got 23 days. It is gathering dra- dust, um, but if anyone wants to use it, you can come to my. <laughs> Imagine <laughs> you start, getting, you're like running a private gym because you know. <laughs> right that'd be funny um well i hope everyone has a great weekend you can i hope to see you guys this weekend yeah yeah give us a give us a little uh what is it called uh um not a i mean i'll take a hug whatever let us cry to you um yeah give us a little uh what, what are they doing these days the hand not the handshake but the, the elbow oh an elbow oh, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. all right well if you um if you love this podcast please let people know and if you want us to talk about anything specific or answer any questions you can always tweet at us i'm at at a-m-m-a-l-l-o-n and i'm at mayor siddiqui s-i-d-d-i-q-u-i So we will see you uh, next Friday and have a wonderful, wonderful week. Bye. Bye.